Let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. Lord God, Heavenly Father, on this last Sunday in the season of preparation, the season of Advent, we know that the time is almost here. The birth of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. We celebrate with praise and thanks, hope and joy, with love and peace. We celebrate your intrusion into this world with the gift of your one and only Son. A gift that changes not only our lives, but, but all of human history. Lord, in the midst of all of the, the trappings and the stuff that's been piled around the birth of your son, we pray, help us to see ever more clearly the great mystery of the word made flesh who dwells among us full of grace and truth. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. The world is full of mysteries. Mysteries that we try to understand and explain. Mysteries that somehow befuddle our minds or the ways that we think. Sometimes when we don't understand things, we want to wanted to maybe to just dismiss them or find some other reason or explanation beyond our beyond ourselves. I think one of those great mysteries might be the, the Nazca lines in South America. And of course, we all know that they were formed by aliens. Is that right? I don't know. We dismiss it to things we don't understand and we try to find some sort of explanation and even when we start to dig into the mysteries of the earth and the ancient records and all of those things, it always befuddles me that people want to find an explanation everywhere else except for giving credit or honor to God. Our epistle lesson this morning says... Now to him who is able to strengthen you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery that was kept secret for long ages. I don't know. I don't know about all of you, but I always have enjoyed a, a great mystery. Love reading mystery books. I kind of grew up reading Hardy Boy books. And, and one of the things that always used to annoy me about people who who read mysteries is that some people just can't stand the suspense and so they often turn to the, the last chapter to the end to find out how it comes out and then they'll go back and read the rest of the book. I've never really understood that. It just in my mind kind of spoils a, a great mystery. And yet as the word of God begins to unfold before us, 
from the pages of the Old Testament and forward, we begin to see that God's truth is revealed. And as he reminds us in our epistle lesson, the mystery that was kept secret for long ages has now been disclosed through the prophetic writings and been made known to all nations according to the command of eternal God. The mystery of the word made flesh, as John reminds us in the first chapter of his gospel. We'll hear that reading on, on Christmas Day. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And how does God unfold it all? Luke reminds us that in a fullness of time, God sent forth His Son. And over these next few days, we're going to hear the wonderful story of, of the Christ child. We heard it beginning this morning with the angel Gabriel visiting Mary and reminding her and telling her and informing her that she was going to be the mother of the Most High God. And she was going to call his name Jesus. An intrusion and interruption into Mary's life. I'm sure that Mary had no idea this was going to happen. No clue in this great mystery of the turn that was going to take place in her own life. And yet God sends forth his son, born into this world, embracing human flesh for the purpose of going to a cross. To die for us. Yes, in the coming days we will celebrate. We will celebrate the birth of the Savior of the world. Mary and Joseph and this baby in a cave somewhere in Bethlehem. Where they lay him in a manger. The King of kings and the Lord of lords. Revealed to the world. In the way of God. Not perhaps in the way that we would do it. The mystery of the Messiah beginning to unfold before the very eyes of the world. Beginning with Mary and Joseph and the shepherds. This word made flesh. This word who comes to dwell among us, God begins to reveal him to the world. And he's going to be a king of kings and a prince of peace unlike any that the world has ever seen. For as he begins to inherit the throne of his father David, as the angel foretells, he does it in an unusual way. He doesn't hide away in a palace until the time is right. He embraces the fullness of humanity and interacts and sees the sin and the separation from God. He understands the, the guilt in our hearts, the despair in our lives, the hurts and the pains 
and the joys and the celebrations. He doesn't just come to walk among us. He comes as Emmanuel to be with us. To understand us. To teach us. To show his compassion for us. And to call us to be his own. This is God revealed in the flesh. This is God who who touches our lives and impacts us not only with the miracles that he does, with the mud on the eyes, with the fingers and the ears, but with words of hope. He's the one who reminds us that that the true healing is the forgiveness of sins. And yet, so that we might know who he is, he says those words rise, take up your bed and walk. And God reveals the fullness of his son when he hangs on a cross and pays the price for my sins and for your sins. The sacrifice, the one that John proclaims the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, is the one that God reveals to us. You see, in some ways, with the birth of Jesus, God is, in a sense, reminding us. He's He's spoiling the ending. Because he tells us even before it happens that he so loved the world that he sent his one and only son. So that all who believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. He tells us that this son, this, this child of his, is going to suffer and is going to die. And he continues to unfold it, reminding us that he has ascended into heaven, and yet one day he will send him again into this world. You see, there, there is no surprise ending anymore. The only surprise might be when it happens. But we know it's going to happen because God's word is truth. And God's word tells us that Christ will come again in all of his glory, that he will judge both the living and the dead, and that his kingdom, the throne of his father David, will have no end. And it all believes. It all starts with a manger, with God 
who has made a way for you and for me. A way to eternity and to life everlasting. Enjoy the mystery. What's left of it. Enjoy it as God reveals it to us and to the world. As his love unfolds and we celebrate with joy and love and peace. In Jesus' name, amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all of our human understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the true faith of God in Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen. I invite you to stand as you are able and to join with me in confessing our common Christian faith in the ancient words of the Apostles' Creed, that faith expressed by the Apostles so many centuries ago.